I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The end of the it's year, it's like <laughs> it's such a it's such a free fall for gym memberships, oh right, 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 for big gym, for big yeah. gym, big fitness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm diking out, you're diking out. Let's dike out together. See what it's all about. Diking out, diking out, diking out, diking out. Hi, and welcome to Diking Out, a podcast with big journaling energy. Stick around to see what that means. I'm Carolyn Bergier. I'm Melody Kamali, and today we're diking out with Kima Bob about New Year's. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Also, I think it's pretty straightforward when we say big journaling energy, but I guess you'll learn why in the conversation. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. New Year, new intros. What are we doing here? New announcements. Save the date. January 31st. Will we be at Stonewall? I don't know. Depends on... Who knows what's happening right now? Right. I don't. Me neither. We'll plan a lineup. We're planning. We won't sell tickets until we're closer to the date. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. We're just, you know, riding this wave with the rest and the best of you. Melody, what's the gayest thing you did this week, which would have been the last week of 2021? Ooh, you know, I finally made it home after my quarantine Uh, in Austin. I haven't moved much. I only did one thing, and that was have a birthday. Oh, okay. That was fun. That was nice. I say it like um, I'm surprised. I knew you yeah, had a birthday. Oh. I wish you a happy birthday. <laughs> the listeners wish you a happy birthday. Yeah. 
my birthdays are more for Allie, you know, like every year it's like she loves, she is a little buddy, the elf, like her love language is gift giving acts of service. Like she, she loves it. We had a whole day planned for me. Um, like breakfast, she had planned FaceTimes with my family. Birthday um, sex. Birthday sex. Yeah. You saw her video of her singing yeah, the c- song. Can we, can we explain the, I want more context on the birthday sex Instagram story. Oh, I don't know. I just started walking up to her on the street and that's what came out of her mouth. And she um, was just when I was filming her singing birthday well, sex. Okay. There is a comedian. There's a comedian, um, Chastity Washington. Yes. Great, great stand up um, who has a bit about a kid singing that instead of the birthday song, I think it is. And okay. Allie came up with Chastity on the South Side in Chicago and just always um, sings it great <laughs> because of chastity but it is a song yeah um great and thing great thing to sing on your partner's birthday on the sidewalk <laughs> in on the sidewalk um by little italy yeah Allie took me out shopping Allie got some friends to pitch in um for a gift card to bloomingdale's um originally apparently it was going to be the doc martin's store but i wasn't sure if i actually wanted literal doc martin's all i knew is i need to get combat boots if i want to be a part of the community um (laughs) i you know do you have them no i don't everyone has them cecilia does i don't every time i'm out with dykes I feel like I'm the only one not wearing combat boots and here's the thing. I, I got really feet. fixated. Yeah. You so do? It, yeah. I have big feet. It doesn't appeal to me to have combat boots for that. Yeah. I feel like they look really like boofy on me too. Like I have like a size nine. Um, but, um, so I think Allie had noticed that I've been looking at them a lot online and instead of a doc Martin one, she like got one for a big department store where I could, have the option of doc martens or something else so then she took me to the store and um they were sold out of my size and everything that appealed to me so we went and got me a really utilitarian bra (laughs) and she came in the dressing room while i tried on the largest bras you've ever seen in your life the most unsexy beige (laughs) full coverage minimizing bras guess what i am a double d i don't know i keep going back and forth (laughs) if you're following so controversial yeah on the podcast the saga of me trying to figure out what size i am um (laughs) so i just got a huge bra for my birthday and then we got dinner met up with erica rose of lesbian bar project fame that's pretty gay rounded it out with the light show at the Brooklyn Botanic Gardens, which was actually so much fun. Yes, so I've seen people posting about beautiful. it. It looks beautiful. Ugh. People get emotional. She really like thinks of everything because she knows I love Christmas lights. Like I am a Grinch. I don't really care for the holiday season at all. I love the lights. Like I love to go to Diker Heights in Brooklyn, like look at the displays. I love a light display. I love a light show. And it's an inside joke with my family that I call Christmas lights ever since I was a kid. Peaky pookies. Okay. Does that make sense? No, it shouldn't. Um, I used to argue with my parents as a toddler until like I was five, six. Like it sounds like a slur. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, they're like, no, Melody, it's actually it's Christmas lights. I'm like, no, dad, it's peaky pookies. It's peaky pookies because that's the sound like I would translate to words that like blinking lights make. Yeah. 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you, you though, like, she thinks of everything. It's okay. not my gaze thing. It's Allie's gaze thing. Being okay. like such a wonderful partner and thinking of literally everything and surprising me with that. Good day. Love I went it. from not walking for all of quarantine um, to getting 15,000 steps that day. I am so sore now, like from walking. I I talk about this in the interview too, but like, please stretch (laughs) if you get COVID, if you don't get COVID, remember like it's so I've, I'm the weakest I've ever been. I'm so sore from just leaving the apartment and walking around post COVID. I mean, I know it's your birthday, but you're technically only a day older than you were the day before. Like you, I feel like you've (laughs) aged (laughs) through my back out (laughs) from coughing. It's insane. (sighs) Carolyn. Yeah. What's the gayest thing you did this week? Well, since we last recorded, we recorded last time, I think, on on Christmas Eve. So Mm -hmm. my gayest thing was on Christmas, I watched A Christmas Carol and not the Charles Dickens classic, but I watched the movie Carol on Christmas. And that's really gay. Uh, That's my favorite Christmas Carol to do. So did I. The gayest. You did it? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I watched well, Carol. tell me if you did this. The gayest thing about it, <laughs> Cecilia and I went to bed after the sex scene finished. We're like, we don't need to watch the rest. <laughs> I got there. Like, I watched it for through. Oh, ah. That is bisexual. I was like, this made it like super gay that we're like, we don't need to see where things go to hell. Uh, let's just end That's on a so high funny. note. The lesbian meme accounts got to me. They're, you know, posting up a storm. With all the Carol content. It's just a nice way to wind down the evening. So before we put Carol on, we watched a movie that I mentioned on last week's Patreon episode. I mentioned it in my Instagram. I came across it on Showtime. And I was like, what is this movie? It sounds horrible. It's called Ellie and Abby and Ellie's Dead Aunt. And it's about um, a high schooler in Australia, Ellie, who wants to ask... Abby to the formal and the ghost of her lesbian aunt comes and acts as like a fairy godmother of types to like give her advice. She doesn't really give her a makeover or anything like that. It's not like a Cinderella story or anything. I'm like this based on synopsis sounds like a train wreck. It's such a cute movie. I recommend it. It's like a cute feel good movie with heart. Uh, it's so like Australian and cute. Uh, the actors in it are adorable. It was just like such a delightful Aww. watch and it had some fun and funny moments to it. So yeah, if you're looking for kind of like a, I would say lighthearted, but there, there are a couple heavy things about it. Um, yeah. So it's good. If you kept your Showtime account past the L word Gen Q finale. Yes. Check it out. Check that out and check out Yellow Jackets because... Oh, yeah. That's what you check out. I'm watching that as well. So that's my gayest thing for sure uh, for the end of 2021. And now we're going to talk about the new year. But kind of, you know, it's just like where we're at right now. This is kind of a a loose conversation with an amazing guest. I am... Thrilled that this is our first guest of the new year, and you'll know why as soon as they start talking. Just what a great vibe, a great energy to ring in the new year. I think it's the energy we need Immaculate. right now. Uh, we are diking out with comedian Kima Bob about New Year's. Kima Bob 
is a comedian, writer, and producer from Houston, Texas, now based in London. Their work centers black cultural identity, mental health, sexuality, gender, healing, and well-being, using entertainment as a tool for enlightenment and empowerment. And we cannot wait to see them in person. So make sure you follow them. And hopefully when live performances are popping off again, check them out. But for now, let's get to this interview. Kima, and it's so great to meet you and have you here to dike out with us, our first guest of 2022. Wow. Ah! Kicking it off right. Yes. Welcome, Kima. Thank you so much, cuties. It's really nice to meet you. And I love how you have like twin haircuts, but like one of them's pink. I know. <laughs> the I did accidentally get the same. Yeah, I accidentally <laughs> the got the same haircut as Melody. She copied uh, me and I copied uh, Posh Spice. I did. Bear. <laughs> Bear. <laughs> we had our, our first live recording together, which was our first in-person recording since COVID. And I got my hair oh. done that day. And I... I show up and I look at Melody. I'm like, oh, I definitely got the Sorry. same haircut. <laughs> it works. It's a good vibe. I hate that everyone <laughs> is yeah. not here to witness this. Yeah, Carolyn, <laughs> you have the bisexual Bob now as the lesbian co-host. <laughs> what does it mean? Mm-hmm. Things are changing. <laughs> whoa, whoa, yes. whoa. Welcome to 2022. And that's what we're here <laughs> to talk about. But before we get to that... Let's talk about you. What? Yeah, come on. Oh, um, my God. Regale us. I could never. <laughs> what is the gayest <laughs> thing you did this week before we get to anything else? So I was hanging out with my Nana and my cousin because uh, basically, um, long story short, LSS. <laughs> um, <laughs> I live in London, but I'm back home in Texas uh, trying to like understand me by getting like a better understanding of my family. Um, And I was hanging out with my grandma and my only cousin on that side. And we were talking about um, sexuality and stuff. And it was really like, my grandma was like, well, you just like everybody. You just like sex. And I was like, no, it's not that I just like sex. I mean, I'm a fan, but that's not uh, the drive here. Um, and I was able to like talk to my grandma and ask her, like, have you ever like kissed a woman? Like, what's what's your deal there? Um, and she was like, you know, lesbians have always liked me, but I'm not sure. <laughs> and it was just a, a very fun moment of being like, Nana, I hope that you're I think I literally told her that I hope you eat pussy before you die. Um, <laughs> And that's it. You know, we should all be telling our nanas that. I think yeah. so. Just go. If mine were still alive. Yeah. 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 That is a beautiful story. I hope <laughs> that she did. I also love that your nana was telling on herself, being like, uh, mm. you're just like everybody. We all love sex with whoever we can get yeah. it with. She's like, you just <laughs> like sex. <laughs> but for now, she's just a gay icon. She's not queer in yeah. any way. She's just a mm-hmm. queer icon. Mm. It's a, it's <laughs> she still has time. I, I just love the idea that like lesbians have always liked me. <laughs> and how do I feel about that? I have no feelings about that. 
It's just something <laughs> I've observed and have never participated in in any way whatsoever. But <laughs> just know that I am desired by the queer women in my life. All of them. Like, all right, Nana. Okay. So good. <laughs> I love it. So your family's all in Houston. You live in London. How long have you been living in London for? I've been like UKing it for five years. It's weird. It's like same, same, but different. Because I think I left America and I was like, um, I just want to, I don't know, get a wider perspective on like what the world is. Um, But I also didn't realize that I was trying to put like uh, an entire ocean between me and uh, my like family (laughs) and like (laughs) childhood drama. And I was like, oh, you know what I mean? The ocean is (laughs) very effective. You put a literal... Literal yeah. space between you and your oh and six hours. That's great. I yeah. put six <laughs> hours between it. Um, yeah. So it's wild. And I think when I was choosing, I was just like, okay, well, I speak English only, so let me go somewhere where I can live and also do that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's exactly but, what my friend from Temple, Texas, did. She lives in London. Yeah. She put a whole ocean, and it was just came down to the language barrier, and that's how she were, landed on it. <laughs> honestly, and then you're just like, okay, you know, and yeah. So it's been a beautiful, a beautiful time, and it's like I'm really happy, but I do miss being home. So it's nice to have like little chunks. And um, I went to like, like, and coming back, like people always assume if you're from America, they're like, so you're from New York, right? You're obviously <laughs> from New York. Um, and I'd never been to New York. And then like, so I went earlier this year and uh, when Omicron was popping off, um, which was right. very exciting. Um, and so I was able to take part in that. Um, right. <laughs> which, you know, I was just like, well, I'm a real New you're Yorker. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all had it. We all had it at the same time. Funny enough. Uh, so Melody and I missed meeting you because you mm. had a show the night of the Elward Christmas Carol, Horrible but you were going to come by. Well, I actually oh, regret the choice to go there and not there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. But yeah, how was the uh, reading? Oh, it was amazing. And Mila killed it. Uh, we We all had so much fun. But that night, like on my drive back home, um, because I, I live upstate, I started feeling like chills. I started mm. being oh like, oh, God. something's not right. And then the next day I was like full on COVID. But I had tested negative right before the show. Yeah, of course you did. Right. <laughs> Melody flew to Texas the next day. Uh, her girlfriend got COVID from a show she did that Tuesday night. Which I think you so, were supposed to be on, maybe. Uh, Alicia Brown's show. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah, maybe so a good thing you didn't do that show because a comic. Well, but Kima still got COVID. Anyway. Oh, you still got Hell yeah. <laughs> I still got the vid. I still okay, got the okay, vid. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's so fucked up because when you get the vid, yeah, there's this feeling of social responsibility. And right. it is so because this is my second time. I got it August of 2020. Um, and oh, my God, the 10 days of isolation. So I live alone in London. The 10 days in my house alone. I forgot who the fuck I was on so many <laughs> levels. Yeah. I left isolation with no sense of smell and going to therapy twice a week. I was like, yeah. we need to fucking bump it up because some things came to the surface <laughs> and 
it was real bad. Like I was like, I get mean when nobody tells me things about myself. Like, you know, (laughs) I was like, nobody complimented my hair. I didn't do any, (laughs) any like work. Like it was horrible. Like, who am I? I didn't do the laundry. Like I woke up every day, like too tired to clean the bathroom and being like, you need to clean just the smallest things. I made the biggest issues. And I was like, oh my God, like it was brutal. So <laughs> like the second time that I got it, um, I was just like, there's this, there's this feeling of like, I, I feel like you're like, like a reverse ticking time bomb. Like it's like, okay, 10 days until I don't kill anybody that I come into contact with. Like it's <laughs> horrible. And this like yeah. huge societal issue, like becomes your, your issue. And, right. you know, it's, it's, oh God, it's horrible. And then you're like, okay, yeah. who the fuck did I touch? When did I get it? When did I test? When, and like, is, you know what I mean? You're trying to do fucking math to see when you're not contagious anymore. Yeah, full formulas. Right. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I felt, I felt so much guilt because I was like, I knew at that show there were people who were mm. very like nervous about getting uh-huh. COVID. We all wore masks backstage. Mm-hmm. I brought mic covers and stuff. And then I'm like, fuck, I could have been patient zero at this show. And oh, luckily yeah. nobody seemed to get it from there. But I, like the the guilt and then mm-hmm. oh, it was, it's it was very a real. It's very, yeah. it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Like I was like around my grandma and like, she was like, I want to hug you. And I was like, don't bitch. Like, <laughs> you know, I back the fuck up. And she was like, I haven't seen you in so long. And I was like, and you could die. This could be the last time. Like, Right. Oh right. God, the anxiety. But uh, yeah. we're fully we're fully recovered. Well, yes, we are. Well, except <laughs> I didn't move for ten to twelve days minimally. I barely mm. moved. I got stuck in Austin, Texas, when I tested positive, so I had to quarantine mm. in a hotel. Um, oh my I finally, God! Yeah, I, I was um same. So you really? Yeah. Were you? But I was were, at my grandma's house. Okay. Uh, I okay so I barely moved I was very manic actually I was mm. cracking jokes I was making little TikTok I was like mm. um uh, oh my god oh hyper functioning yeah <laughs> and then I hit a wall and I crashed and I didn't move for like 10 days and then uh. I was taking Tylenol because the headache will not go away I'm negative now but like uh. the headache will not go away oh my so god. I was choking on water when I took a Tylenol a few days ago and I was coughing so hard from choking on water that I've pulled a few muscles in my back and I'm in excruciating pain right oh now my god. I can barely move uh, without whimpering and that's just you know some some extra fun bonus they don't talk side about effects. that no one Nobody's talks about talking. that no one's talking and I posted about, the about it some people have responded to me a few people that they have also um, pulled muscles from sneezing etc so definitely if and when you get it listeners stretch <laughs> yeah yeah stretch <laughs> and call bit. your fucking friends yeah i had a moment like yes. the first time that i got it where i i stopped like i did some i smoked weed for a long time and i was like i don't know if i should be i don't know if this is good for my brain actually i did some shrooms it made me like it's a lot easier to stop smoking weed drugs is stopping other drugs um yeah. and <laughs> uh during my like COVID isolation i just looked at my weed box and i was like i just looked at it and i was like i don't know i'm just in here i was like i'm here you're here and yeah. then like, I just Me remember and my like, edibles. walking around the room <laughs> and I was like, 
I was like, will it make it better? I was like, your brain is already in a pretty bad place. I was like, if you smoke this weed, do you think it's going to improve your situation? I was like, wow, that's growth. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Good on you. I still took my edibles. Oh, a thousand percent. Because it's boring (laughs) as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Edibles is how I realized I had COVID. I was walking around Austin. I didn't know I had it yet. I took an edible and I was like, whoa, this is hitting me very different. I must be extra high. Surely it's because I took it on an empty stomach. No, it was COVID kicking in. (laughs) Like, I need to lay down. Extra dehydration right now, huh? Mm -hmm. What's going on with that? Um, Did you watch anything fun doing your COVID isolates? (laughs) I watched sort of on hbo max it's a canadian yes. show um, it's so good so so good it's I like uh, very gender fluid uh follows Ooh. uh pakistani uh Ooh. non-binary, non-binary. person navigating vibes, coming out vibes. to their family it's just Ooh. it takes place in toronto it's just so effortlessly queer and gender fluid and not ham-fisted in that yeah the way yeah, every yeah. other show is right now yeah um, yeah that was good. Otherwise, the of course, the guide button was broken on my TV at my hotel I was quarantining nice. at. So I just had to lock into a friend's marathon for 10 days. <laughs> I'm adding it to my. Um, yes, yeah, sort of. I have a HBO document Mac. called Shit to Watch that um, <laughs> way behind on. And I don't even update as much as I should. But just like a Google Doc called Shit to Watch. Love because <laughs> sometimes you need to know. Absolutely. God. Yeah, we we were catching up on on shows, and then my wife and I like because we kept like falling asleep a lot and not feeling well. We mm. wanted something like shorter and easier to watch, so we started watching I Love Lucy or like mm. rewatching it. We hadn't watched it in years, and like the more we watch it, how did that feel? <laughs> it's funny because we realize that we're like a little bit like the Ricardos. Like my yeah. wife is very much a Lucy and I'm a Ricky, even though she's the, the yeah. Latin one. It clicked uh, in me like <laughs> last night for some reason. I was, um, uh, cause you know, they have that new show, uh, that new movie or whatever the fuck. It clicked to me that like Desi Arnaz would have been like one of the few like representations of Latino men. Like it just clicked to me for the first time. And I was like, holy shit. Like, like that's actually super iconic. Yeah. 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 But yeah, yeah. Wow. Wow. So I love that. <laughs> I love watch? that you Desi. <laughs> Um, I just finished, um, I finished Insecure last night. Oh, and I me too. I fucking cried like a little baby bitch on multiple levels because I think like I cried because it was like a good a final episode and there are lots of like tear jerky moments. But then I watched the documentary about like Issa's journey um, and I currently am like really struggling with the idea of screenwriting. Um, mm. Like, I, like I'm just like, this is fucking like I'm like, oh, I don't I didn't go to school for this. You know what I mean? Um, and I don't know yeah. if you guys relate. I went uh, to school for it and I still struggle Melody with it. I literally it. have a degree in it. <laughs> it's so like, do you know what I mean? And so there's a lot that I have to learn. And I told not only myself, but some professional people that over this time period that uh, while I was home, because I've just like hit a wall with it where I'm like, I'm so bad at this. And there's so much I need to learn about this. And I told them, I was like, while I'm home over the holidays, I'm going to work on that. 
I'm going to, I'm going to read some books about that. I'm going to work on that. Do you know what I've been working on? Uh, understanding the chaotic, like chaotic dynamics of my fucking family. Like, do you know? (laughs) I've been very emotionally. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, um, watching that, I think I just like, there's just this moment. And as we like, as it's the last day of the year and stuff, I kind of cried a bit because I was like, her journey is so beautiful and she's learned so much and she's grown so much. But basically I was just kind of like inspired by that. And I think a lot of people writing things, I don't know, some of us want to get like I want to write things that exist or like, like, I think it would be dope to work on Ted Lasso. Like, you know, like so yeah. some of us want to work on things that exist, but also a lot of us want to create something that's what, like never been seen before. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, let's break the mold. And I feel like her show did. And um, it'll influence so many people, including myself. And I was, so I was just really like, touched by that and I was like do you know what I think I'm ready to try again like, yeah. <laughs> I mean speaking of Issa Rae she has I haven't s- watched it yet I need to get someone's masterclass password or sign up oh. for myself but she has a masterclass on yeah it's like creating outside the lines or something mm-hmm. but she breaks down like how to take an idea and really like flesh it out yeah um so oh. that could be worth looking you know into what? too I started watching, um, which I was going to say, you can have my masterclass login because literally <laughs> I got it. And I'm just like, anybody want to watch a masterclass? Because um, I got it to watch Shonda Rhimes one about like screenwriting because yes. someone told me it was yeah. good. Do you know what the fuck happened? I started watching it. Um, and she was like, and we're going to break down the first episode of Grey's Anatomy or whatever. So then I just started watching Grey's Anatomy instead. And now I'm on like season <laughs> six. <laughs> It's fucked up. That happens every time I get a pilot sample. <laughs> I just start watching the show. <laughs> I think Masterclass is just a scam to for people to promote their own work. And Honestly. then it, like it's like more fun to watch their work than than take the class. But it's yeah, that's up. my wife every every morning. She's like, Do you want to watch a masterclass? I'm like, maybe tomorrow. Uh, I love that. First of all, I love that you're like wifed up and wifed out. Because relationships, yeah. like healthy relationships are fucking hard dude like yeah they're hard yeah. is there a master class on that there fucking needs to be i'd take <laughs> Maybe it we'll make i one. won't watch yeah. it but there needs to be mm-hmm. <laughs> but if any of those people have i don't know a tv show that spans 17 seasons i'd much prefer to get into that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for real so we're talking about all this like we all had like a weird end of year with with mm. covid we are all comedians here with our dreams our ambitions mm-hmm. it's the new year and it always feels like I know I have um and Melody also has these like a uh, best self journals and planners mm. and I've been holding on to it I'm like yes, starting January love- 1 uh, wait, 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 wait. The- um, give me the rundown on the best self uh, journal and planner. It's like a yeah. productivity tool. Okay. We're both Capricorns. We're both okay. Capricorns, okay? Pisces. Um, Pisces, right. stellium. Okay. So like through and oh, through this Capricorn, vibe. stellium. <laughs> oh, she's in there. 
Yeah. It's like borrows from bullet journaling a little bit, if you've Ooh. heard of that. Um, mm-hmm. But basically, it's sectioned out. Each journal takes the span of 13 weeks. You start okay. with three goals, and it um, helps you track your progress on those goals. You track your habits um, that you're trying to form. It's divided into a monthly section, like monthly calendars, weekly mm. and daily. Mm. You start every day with what you're grateful for and you end every night with what you're grateful for. There's an inspirational quote on every page and it breaks every day down by hour chunks. Yeah. It's just, (laughs) you know, a planner. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For your best self. Mm -hmm. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's big give week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores. And it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta. And I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop. And you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Are you somebody who like sets New Year's resolutions or are you like, fuck that, I don't need to be on the calendar's timeline? (laughs) I bounce back and forth because I think, uh, so over the past year, I've been on my spiritual ship. Um, so I, I meditate and, uh, try to journal daily. I usually do journal daily, but if I, uh, I'm in a rush, then I'll just make sure to get that Tay Tay in. Um, but it's <laughs> wild because the way that it started was like this, um, this person I was sleeping with, she would like meditate every day because she had, um, uh, like PTSD. Um, and so she had to every morning and every night to like get in her body and to like, set herself off on like a a good whatever and basically what happened was she classically ended up staying at my house for like you know weeks long stretches and I was like fuck it I'll join you um and I hated the meditation that she was doing but that's how that habit kind of like built into like I was like okay I see how you make time for this um 
And I mention that because I've kind of like, yeah, I've been leaning into my spiritual shit and I've been acknowledging the fact that like maybe me and the moon have vibes. Um, and so I try like to catch a like new moon of like, what do I want to like, what intentions do I want to set and trying to live life intentionally because like purpose I think is really important and like doing the work that we do it can get really easy to just like want to make money or be seen right Um, Mm. and I don't want to be driven by those things because uh, that's you can just chase that around in circles and never get it and when you get it it's not enough so Melody forget everything I said yesterday when we were goal setting for the podcast Uh, we're like more money more (laughs) listeners (laughs) (laughs) well at the same it's it's a it's a really tricky one because I don't know we're just in this fucking society and we do have to pay bills right Um, Mm -hmm. and to an extent, like, say, if you want to create something like what you guys have that like, um, impacts people in a positive way, you're going to want to, you're going to want it to reach far, you know? Right. So it's really like, it's a tricky place to be, but I think if your intention is in a good place, you know, which is to like bring something like positive and relatable or whatever the fuck, ah, so I've uh, been trying to make sure that my intentions align with, you know, my like heart and not just with like fear because I'm a very anxious and fearful like kind of person at times. And so I've been new mooning and that's like a kind of monthly almost resolution moment. And so I guess as we come to the end of the year, it's like my thing is kind of more so instead of like goals, I think I'm looking at intentions as a bigger picture. And I think my big intention is to trust more and like fear less, to not let like fear and anxiety rule my decision-making. Yeah. And that's a lifelong task, but I think, yeah. So that's, that's kind of my vibe at the moment is, yeah. What about you guys? Are you like um, intentiony or well, like, you know what I mean? Like, cause you know, it's always like, okay, I've been eating so bad and I fucking <laughs> have, um, especially coming to Texas. Like I fucking have, but <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. That's what I don't like about setting new year's resolutions. We're always coming off the end of like this gluttonous, um, mm-hmm. right. Like depleted time. Yeah. And I just, I'm too, I'm worn thin at the end mm. of the holiday season. And of course it's going to be yeah, drink more water, like mm-hmm, stop mm-hmm. eating, Mm-hmm. so much macaroni and cheese and move on mm-hmm. with my life like it does it's it does, it's like really frivolous more and more that's why i said on the patreon when we were talking about what's your new year's resolution and mine was like just stop doubting myself and it was very honestly, aligned with what you're saying yeah honestly. and that is just an intention that i'm constantly working on yeah but i'm kind of getting over i'm over it new year's resolutions it's an arbitrary day yeah i didn't set it last year because of COVID. like usually i do try to come up with some like goals for the year but last year with like COVID and everything i'm like i'm not even gonna bother Oof. like if COVID taught me anything it's like hell yeah do not do this to yourself do not put like all of 
like your goal because it could be blown up at mm-hmm. any second. So yeah, it's better to be more present and more intentional. But Melody, that's a good point. Like the end of the it's year, it's like it it's such a it's such a free fall for gym uh, memberships. Into, oh right, right, right. For big gym. But big yeah. gym. Big fitness. <laughs> <laughs> It is. It is. And it's like, and it's the hardest time to like, we're expected just to like switch after like this, you know, hell yeah. Just like letting go and doing whatever we want. And just like after being in the cold, being in the dark. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like that, that's not setting you up for success for, for that. And just be like, okay, like day one, we have to do all this stuff. Like Mm -hmm. I, but, but I find myself being like, okay, like at 2022, I'm gonna, um, I'm going vegetarian or pescatarian. I'm going to stop eating meat in 2020. I'm like, I don't know. I could just do that now. I don't know why I'm waiting to the new year. So I could just like feast on all the things <laughs> that, and, you know, be like, oh, yes, I do enjoy how this tastes. And like, let me remind myself of that before I go cold turkey and cut it out. Mm-hmm. It, it makes no sense. It feels arbitrary. But I find myself doing it anyway. Also, my birthday is January 1st. Oh, wow. So- so yeah, so very much does feel like okay, this year of my life. Yeah, yeah that's a different game doing. entirely. Yeah. 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 Say, mine was a couple days ago. So it does always align with like a birthday, like a personal new year. Yeah. Um yeah. so I think about it a little more, but otherwise I'm not giving in to big wellness this year. <laughs> it's a not. big big wellness and a big therapy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I do I do fucks with me some therapy. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I know my therapist has been off for two weeks, so I'm can't yeah. wait for the new year. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, mine too. She was like, "I'm good," and I was like, and I was trying to remind myself, I'm like, "Hey, everyone needs rest and breaks. We should all have rest and breaks. Let her have a rest and break. Let, see her when she comes back from a rest and break. Three weeks, all right, cool. It's a rest <laughs> and a break. Good, good for you, girl. Good for you, Paulette. Enjoy that time. Enjoy that time away. I'll be fine. I'll be fine while you're away. It's fine. This is not a crutch." I had therapy three times uh, in one week before she took two weeks off. Just to prepare. I panicked. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wait, she's going to be gone for two weeks. I better fit an extra one in. What are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing out there? I'm starting therapy in a week and a half. So (laughs) I've been off of it for a long time. Yeah. Desperately need. I I don't know. It's like, it feels like uh, my friends are wise, but also a bit crazy. Are, are they British too? Like, are they getting in <laughs> yeah, into the nitty gritty or the feelings? Or is your therapist yeah. British? What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? If you've seen the most recent season of Ted Lasso, she doesn't yes. behave like the therapist in Ted Lasso, but she sounds and looks just like her. And it was freaking <laughs> me out. And I was like, does Paulette have a cousin? <laughs> like, it was terrifying. <laughs> Yeah, but like the support system weirdly that I've been able to find over the past like five years has been so good and I'm so grateful for it because like when I was living in the States, I don't know if I really knew me. Um, So how could anyone else really know me if that makes right. sense? Yeah. Yeah. So are, are you friends with a lot of comedians? Like are, does that make up most of your community over there? So my, I like to call them my, core four because <laughs> I'm like you don't need a shit ton of like great friends you know what I mean so one of my uh, best friends uh we went to college in Texas together 
Um, and she's a doctor living in like Washington, D.C., which is great because I got strep earlier this year when I was in L.A. at the beginning of my like America trip. And I don't have fucking health insurance. And she got me some antibiotics. And I was like, nice. I'm so glad that you struggled through <laughs> medical school and that I was able to emotionally support you. And now I get these antibiotics. Um, but so um, but otherwise, like. One of my good friends is a cabaret performer that runs the great cabaret company. Um, and she has been so lovely, especially in my like journey as a queer person in the UK. Um, like through performing in her shows, I was able to meet like more queer people and be a part of like more queer um, events. Um, and that's how I like stumbled upon like drag kinging and stuff like that. Um, Which I want to talk about, but yes. finish your thought. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and so I'm so grateful for that. And we're able to like support each other in big ways. And one of my other good friends who's in comedy is also a queer black woman. And so we're able to navigate the way that the industry kind of like uses us, uh, utilizes us, treats us and the way that we feel about different things, but also what we want to do. And I have other friends that I wouldn't say are in the like, core 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 but that I'm quite close to in comedy but you have to be careful because we're fucking crazy people mm-hmm. like it's mm. not often a healthy sense of anything that drives someone to this work and so for <laughs> me when I make a friend in comedy it's important that like they're not looking at me in a competitive way um, right. That we can truly champion and support each other and that their sense of like self-worth and this is a challenging one or like, you know, isn't built on bullshit because I don't want to like ingest that through like osmosis. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> by, right. By being close to like a like fame hungry or yeah. super insecure person. It's an industry um, of bullshit. yeah and so you have to insulate yourself tell us about little test ease oh my god you know what such a good name it's 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 such a bad name but it works (laughs) (laughs) i was like i lol'd when i read it yes (laughs) i was just like uh so um for me i it's been such an interesting journey like because initially i was like I'm going to explore the way that I absolutely um, love hip hop, but hip hop doesn't often love me by creating a drag character that's a rapper. Um, And then I was like, no way. He's a conservative rapper and a men's rights activist. (laughs) And he doesn't understand what consent is. And he's wondering who taught all these bitches how to speak French because they're all talking about consent now. Um, And like... It was this exploration of kind of some of the like toxic attitudes that I've like run into, whether it be in person or through like the music that I love. And then I think it like as you know, like Trump was trumping. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I was able to make fun of conservatism. And but then on another level, I remember initially being really uncomfortable with how much people were attracted to him um, because I didn't feel very attractive within my own self. 
And so um, it kind of freaked me out that like girls were like, so like, ah! and I was like, hey, <laughs> this is fake. Like me. <laughs> I was like, you want to like me? <laughs> I was like, this this is a fucking beard. This is a, or whatever. Like it was a lot for me. And I think over time. I never time, even thought about that, that that's a thing. Oh my God. It's a thing. And some people you like it. You know with. that Queens like it. Oh my God. I think they, um, some of my friends like who are drag queens, I think they struggle with um, the fact that sometimes people are really attracted to that image and that idea. Um, but then when they're there with their boy self, um, that that's not being embraced as much um, mm-hmm. as when yeah. they're like this tall, glamorous woman. Um, but at the same time, I think there's a part of that that people like performers do like and kings as well. But I think um, there can also be a discomfort in that. Um, and I've seen a lot of my uh, friends that I perform with like and it became that for me. But initially I was really adamant that it wasn't uh, an exploration of gender and gender identity. Um, like I've seen like my friends who were like, yeah, I'm a drag king. And then they're like, actually, I think I'm a trans man or I think I'm non-binary. Um, and I'm still a drag king. Um, and I think for me, I was like, no, this is just a funny little character. Um, and I was like, and I'm purely uncomfortable by people desiring him. And then I was like, I look fucking hot like this and I love it. (laughs) And I was like, I love being able to dip into like, my masculinity in a way that's celebrated and it also in a weird way um he was kind of like a clown on stage he was a lot looser than me and mm. um because he'd just say whatever the fuck he wants he had no filter do you know what I mean right um yeah and so I was able to kind of like incorporate some of that into being myself on stage as well so it actually like it was a gift. And it actually started by someone being like, I have a drag king night and we like to um, get new people into it. It's 30 pounds. And at a time when I could really use 30 pounds. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm really grateful for like the experience, I guess, that I've had um, with that character and what I've been able to do with him and what he's done for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I I get to make music, which I don't think I have like the balls to do as myself, Um, you know, but I get to make like silly songs and that's a good time as well. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, obviously costume helps bring parts out of us we didn't mm. know we have had. you done drag malady <laughs> no i'm just like what okay. if i Why not? was a drag king screenwriter okay uh, hold on <laughs> a scripts would be yes, flowing yes, yes, out yes, of yes, me yes yes, <laughs> yes. And then, it's like yes. An overly confident male screenwriter Come on. It's, uh, i think it's a, it's the, That's a brilliant idea what is it is it pseudonym the word for when it, like people are like I my name is Jessica, but I'm writing these poems right. as yeah. whoever yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, it's just like <laughs> I don't know. You can be like pass Easy off you. Yeah, it's like I don't know who wrote this. I it was just passed <laughs> to me. I have no idea who wrote this. You should read it. It's fucking great. No, I've never done it, but it would be fun. I mean, yeah, I have the facial hair as a Middle Eastern woman, uh. but the way that I like uh, in any time that someone's like, I want to do um, uh, stand up and I'm like, do it. Do you know what I mean? Because I think gatekeeping yeah. is gross. Mm-hmm. Um, is it like I honestly 
I really do encourage it because I think that it can pull things out of you that not necessarily that maybe that you didn't know were in you, but also that you're afraid to let out of you. Um, right and also yeah it's a whole it's a whole shebang oh, definitely the stand-up changed my life like and mm. my almost personality like I was very shy very timid like a completely different person like an mm. outcast like just on my own loner and stand-up completely revolutionized like how I interact I with you. the world like um, oh my god no one from home believes it like my family can't understand they're like you're so different now you're so mm. outgoing now like it was stand-up do you have family members that when you come home guys that are like um I'm funny too oh yeah <laughs> uh we uncles I mean it's my dad, but uh, I don't, yeah. What about me. you? Oh, a thousand percent. Grandma. Yeah. <laughs> no, we much. already know grandma's funny. She's fucking hilarious. She's <laughs> hilarious. Um, yeah, it's so weird where it's like pe- people's insecurities start to like pop out and they're like, ha 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 ha. I'm, I'm making loads of jokes. Do you like that? And it's just kind of like, right. hey, man. I don't like when my friends do this. I'm certainly not going to like when my family does it. Like, chill the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Almost threatened. Yeah. I feel like when, when people start doing that or when they're like, oh, yeah, people tell me I should be stand-up. I'm like, do it. Let's go to Mike right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's go. Mm-hmm. I'll come Let's, with you. Why not? And that will shut them down so fast. Uh, <laughs> it's so insane. You do. That's not hard. <laughs> it's like, okay. Says the person who doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. We're not gatekeeping. Just do it. Just do it. Happens. Yeah, and <laughs> shut the fuck up in the meantime. <laughs> yeah. Um, Marsha Belsky had a funny tweet that went viral. Um, I love her. Oh, me too. So funny. Do you remember? Um, do you remember? It was very recent. SNL um, had to cancel their live studio audience, mm, and um, right. so it was just Tom Hanks and who, like a couple other celebrities. It was an audience of like three um, that the host yes, was doing. Yes, their monologue yes. for her. and she posted a picture of that because it was them clapping afterwards and she was like this is literally your first 10 years of stand-up comedy like so i had a really gross gig in new york gig that shall not be named um <laughs> and uh, that was my only experience of doing comedy in new york but i can't oh no really um imagine like because it, it seems i mean there are a lot of um comics in london but it seems like new york is just saturated and then you have the like the fame people or the big name people and i can imagine like getting started like especially getting started there would probably be intimidating for people who maybe would get in their heads about the presence of all of that you know what i mean i'm so glad i didn't start in new york for that specific one thousand yeah Oh yeah, sorry, yeah. Carolyn. I just realized you did. That's okay. I mean, it, it, it's all I know it was starting in in New York, but that that's another. Sorry thing about your trauma, that, Brad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in regards to like the the New Year, like this is actually like my least favorite time to do stand up comedy. Mm-hmm. I mean, with COVID, it's a little bit different. But every January, when I go to like hit a mic or something, like 
the list is full like an hour before. Like there's so many new people oh my who gosh. they're like, this year I'm starting yeah. stand up. Yeah. I'm going to take that leap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, and then all the people who have like been do I'm like, well, now I don't have any yeah. like where to work out this material because it's all. And I guess like, yes, like new people should be able to do it. It's, but it's the fact that it's annoying that the new year makes everyone do it at the same time. Like, yeah, it's like start in June. Trickle in. Yeah, but literally. <laughs> that's what I started. Place. Summer's yeah. a great time to start. Yeah. Come on. Being out and yeah. about hitting mics, walking around to them. Yeah. Just like um, a wild, a wild time. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like March. You know, it's like October and you're like, I'm going to get in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it is. It is so, uh, so saturated oh, you just here. Re- and, yeah. and because of COVID, I've been like, uh, you know, out of it, like not on the scene. Like I'm only mm-hmm. doing for the most part shows that I host or produce. That and you love. It, yeah. Or, or mm-hmm. that I get money for. It's been honestly. so hard to like, <laughs> after that year of everything kind of like slowing down and shutting down. I was like, because I always um, like being at home. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, especially in my like heavy stoner days, I was like, I'm, oh, you want yeah. me to leave? Especially when it's cold outside. I'm like, you want me to leave my house? Um, <laughs> and it was quite difficult after that big year of everything being shut down to like get me to want. I didn't feel like gigging. Like, yeah. To like schlep across the, the city yeah. for seven minutes of stage time. It, yeah. It's a lot. I was Less, like, mm. uh, appealing. That's but... why I started an open mic, honestly, to make myself feel better about mm. where I'm at in relation to new comics mm. <laughs> <laughs> and a reason <laughs> to pull myself out of my apartment for at least that one time a week. <laughs> I hear you. Oh my gosh. It's an interesting place. Coming out of quarantine, quarantines, plural, whichever, like, I'm just noticing more and more video content of stand up. Are you doing mm. that? Like everyone is sort of shifting to like, we don't know how long we're going to be able to perform now. So everyone's recording all of their sets, captioning it and making it digital content. And now I'm no. like kicking myself for not filming every set vertical. Um, right. <laughs> I don't know why, but <laughs> verticals in, verticals mm-hmm. in. People used to be like, get that horizontal verticals in. Right. Um, <laughs> I personally feel like stand up unless it's very well produced with like multiple cameras and great editing is something that for myself I'd prefer that you experienced it live I hate shitty videos I um and I feel like there's something about being in the room that feeling that is so different Mm -hmm. um and so I think the only like stand-up stuff that I have online is like that that has been filmed and edited like you know um and I had something that was online and oh my god it was this uh, company in London and they um are associated with venue and they're like we'll film this stuff and we'll like put it online we've got like a couple cameras or whatever um and you know those gigs where like you're not feeling great you're sad you're (laughs) tired but you go because you said you would (laughs) you know you go because you're like I want to honor my I was in this big moment of not um uh, canceling on things because I was too anxious to go to them it was before I like uh I don't know felt more solid in myself um until I was like I'm gonna go 
Um, I look at the footage and I'm like, you're so depressed. You're so off. You got to get this off the internet. Um, and I wrote to them and I like, like a few times I was like, Hey, that video is still not offline. Like, I don't want that evidence out there, but I think, yeah, it's interesting to me when people put like, they're just like, I don't know. I don't know. Also a lot of people like being like, I make a TikTok now guys. And I fucking refuse. Yeah. Just the uh, yeah, time I was it wondering. takes to, to do all that. Yeah, like, I guess I have videos that I could edit down and, and caption. And I'm like, do I want to be spending, like, hours of my time doing that? For something just that for might not age well. Like, likes? Yeah. I had a crisis in the first lockdown, and I thought I took all video content of me doing stand-up offline. And mm. then... Just last week, I was FaceTiming with a toddler, my friend's kid. And my friend was like, well, we wanted to acclimate him like he has autism. We wanted to make sure he was like familiar with you when we yeah. got on the call. So we pulled Uh-oh. up some of your stand up and I was like, ah! how? Where is it? <laughs> what did I miss? I uh, must go get that. I think yeah. it's a, I feel like, you know, just like abortion, um, it's a personal <laughs> choice. my shitty takes my choice (laughs) many people frown upon it just like abortion yeah yeah Yeah. your your material your choice i think it's um it's 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 such a like a weird thing but i think like um uh, validation the fact that it's built into the work that we do I think it's a tricky uh, sea to navigate. Right. And I think when you take the clappers away from us, I feel like that can get quite challenging. And like, yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. It's I haven't it's figured up. out the solution. It's fucked up. So New Year's resolution, we're all getting on TikTok and we're putting <laughs> yeah. more of our video content out there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to do those videos where it's just me pretending to be like uh, a character where I'm like, this is real estate agent who loves dogs. Yeah. (laughs) So this place has a really big backyard. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very interesting industry. And I think that um, that's part of why intentions are so important. Yes. Right. right. Is to make sure that you're doing what you're doing. Um, Because that's why I mentioned it is like when uh, when the live clappers are gone, um, I think it was quite easy to feel like I needed to produce in some other way that wasn't private. And Michaela Cole, Mm -hmm. um, chewing gum, I may destroy you. Great writer, actor, et cetera. She um, won, I think it was the Emmy. um, And she gave this great speech about how sometimes when you go away, whether it's to rest or work or recharge, you can feel like, especially in the social media age, that um, you're missing out on something um, that you're failing, even if you know that you're doing it. And she was basically like, it's okay to go away, to be quiet and to see what comes to you, like in the stillness or whatever. Um, And I thought that was so empowering. I actually am going to um, mute uh, because I don't want people to take unfollowing in a bad way. I'm going to mute everyone on Instagram and Twitter that when I see their stuff, it doesn't make me feel good about me. Yeah. <laughs> because why should yeah. these websites torture me? Right. It's going to be an interesting journey. But do you know what I mean? Like, because I want to yeah. be, I want to be that person. If any. <laughs> I want to be that guy that's like, 
Oh, wow. You got that job. Great. You know? Oh, hey, congratulations on all, all of that. Cause that's all anyone posts. You know what I mean? Right. Right. But like, I wanted like just only see the content from like, I just want my timeline to be like inspirational quotes, girls that do tarot being like, <laughs> this is what's going on for Pisces. Like, <laughs> and then like fucking like Issa Rae and like Oprah and shit. Like, do you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm just like, you can come. Those that inspire, you can come. But like person who keeps getting the shows I want, like you gotta, <laughs> you gotta go. Yeah. The one good thing about the the internet and social media is that you can literally curate your experience. And it always blows my mind when there are people getting like so angry at other people for what they post. I'm like, but you're following them. Like you're you're only seeing this because you opted into exposing Stop yourself to this. Shit. Mm-hmm. So just yeah, don't don't waste your energy like getting upset over it. Just like mute it mute it turn it off unfollow like whatever you you need to do but like don't okay fine i I will (laughs) 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 i told you i'm starting therapy soon i'll work on it nobody benefits yeah nobody benefits from like spiraling over the stuff in their feed i mean it took me a while though it took me it wasn't until like two years ago that i'm like stop replying to people you don't know on twitter just stop. Like you're not going to change their minds. Vibes, you're not going to change their mind. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to change your mind. Like, don't let random people who you don't know make you angry. That's the biggest waste of time. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. The other day, my nana, um, legend, queer icon. Mm-hmm. Yes, she was on LinkedIn. <laughs> she was on LinkedIn, and she got really really excited about someone that she doesn't know at all um who like graduated um Mm. and she was like congratulations (laughs) and then someone commented someone addressed the woman as queen mother and I don't know what that means but she was like what's a queen mother no one ever calls me queen mother is it because she's around my age? Is that something they tell you when you're at oh, that no. age? It was, it was Matt. And it was just like, she also went on this rant about how Diana, Diana Ross isn't that special. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was just hilarious. And I was just like, it was interesting just to see like a 73 year old woman be um, subjected to the same right. shit that we are. And it <laughs> was just happening like, to everyone. Yeah. It's, it's a, we're the world is in trouble, but we can we we, we we're going to be OK with the right intentions. <laughs> I think yeah. that's what we learned yeah. here. <laughs> I, I do feel like like covid and quarantine and everything like really changed the game, though, in terms of like fucking up everybody's sense of time, mm-hmm. everybody's sense of self. Like there was a lot of reinvention that happened during quarantine because it did force a lot of people to kind of like go away yeah. and like be alone and not be so visible that people had to like come to terms with who they were. Oh and it God. wasn't because it was a new year, you know, mm-hmm. it was like all you you don't have to like wait until January 1st. All you need is like to take some time to be real with yourself about like yeah. who you are and what you want. And that's when like you can more organically 
put Hell yourself yeah. on whatever track you want to be on. Yeah. Find those intentions. And you can do that at any time. It doesn't take a life threatening. <laughs> God. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't take. I mean, unfortunately, it did take a life threatening illness indeed, for a lot indeed, of us to learn indeed. that lesson. But going forward, you don't have to wait for the next pandemic. Let's not you don't- forget. Yeah, and, mm. and don't don't mess up my birthday by making it all about your goals. All yeah, right, make it on. about my birthday <laughs> as it should be. Stop, yeah. 100%. mucking up my birthday with your resolution posts. Less intentions of your own, more attention on Carolyn. Okay, Boom. yes, please. That's a very I've simple actually solution. like always not liked my birthday because it feels like. I, I never felt like I could own my birthday, mm. so I've never been a birthday person. I don't, I rarely have birthday parties or, like, plan anything. It'll just, like, me and my wife, like, go out and do something nice, and, like, maybe that's it. <laughs> and then, like, so, everyone like, else is also out doing something nice, and it's like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> In a major way. <laughs> it puts a lot of pressure on New Year's Eve. We haven't even talked about New Year's Eve, but yeah, Tonight? New Year's Eve has always been this big thing. Tonight, we're recording this on New Year's Eve. What are your plans? Well, everything got to shut like, down. <laughs> yeah, everything was canceled. I was supposed to go to like a big fun hot rabbit party and like my wife was arranging for me to like get a lap dance. It was going to be a whole thing. Ooh. And then uh, <laughs> and now we're just going to like a more quiet dinner party where yeah. I was like my one request is because the host said that, you know, maybe we'd play games and I'm like no cards against humanity. That's my one. Go. I'm going to pull yeah. the birthday card. <laughs> Because and say, I will leave this party if yeah. somebody breaks out cards against humanity. And that's my only, that's the only like birthday problematic uh, thing I'm going to be a princess about. Yeah. Problematic yeah. team behind the cards. Uh huh. Everything about it sucks. So scandalous. So yeah. bad. <laughs> what about you? Partying with Nana? Not partying with Nana. So uh, I am uh, at my mom's, uh, son's Nana. I will probably uh, break out the sage. It's been a long time since I set that sage on fire um, and probably just hit some, hit, hit some like big journal energy. I Ooh. think yes. big yeah. journal energy. <laughs> and I think just kind of really vibe out and just try to fucking take it easy. Right. Cause I think that's how I want to bring in the new year is like, Honoring myself, right? Being less uh, fearful and afraid and doubtful and like giving myself a fucking break. So yes. maybe we're going to like finish succession today and, yes. you know, start the show that you said about sort of. Sort of. Yes. yes. You know what I mean? Oh, Just perfect like, little HBO day. I love it. When do you go back? Um, oh, my God. So I'm going to go to fucking Ghana. Um, because my good cool. friend who does comedy shows goes to uh, Ghana in the winter to like visit her family. So I'm gonna go there for like three weeks, and then I'm gonna go back. I thought to you were London. gonna say that she said the comedy scene in Ghana was lit. Yeah, she was like, like "It's popping." Yeah, we're moving to Ghana. <laughs> yeah, but um, cool. so I'm gonna go out there, chill a bit, probably process my family shit, um, <laughs> and then going back to London at the end of January to find a new apartment and uh, I fired uh, my like agent at the in like summer and then I picked one a new one and so start a relationship it's like a lot of new shit 
happening and nice. um mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but i'm not fearful nope i'm re- i'm it. ready because i yeah. believe i have faith in myself <laughs> and the universe so how about that so perfect we're excited to see everything God. that comes for you and everything you do don't look at it <laughs> don't if- if you're ever in New York the last Monday of the month, come to our Stonewall show. Most deaf. I hate mm-hmm. that I missed you guys when, oh. Yeah. Yeah, we would have loved to have met you, but we also want to come to London. Yeah, please do. And I'd be yeah. happy to be like, this is the bridge. <laughs> this is the bridge. And be like, this is like, there's some lovely, like, I think really lovely um, queer shit going down in London. Like some of my uh, pals, they run a gig called the lol word. And basically <laughs> it's just like great vibes with like the most lovely audience. Like there's some there's some lovely stuff going down. So I yeah, I didn't do any queer that. shows when I was there. I just did. I a just few did one. straight shows. It, it was yeah. fun. Well, it's um, not like they happen. They don't happen all the time. Um, but right. we we're making our it's way. Like we're Brooklyn. doing our thing. Yeah, yeah, we're we're out there, and I think I just feel um so grateful to be a part of it. And where can people follow you on social media so you can mute them, follow back mm-hmm. and mute them? Mm-hmm. That's because uh, that is my mo. Uh, Kima Bob on the um, on the Instagram on the Twitter. One of the things I've had to mourn was I had my Twitter account for ten years, and um, last year it was like hacked and stolen. What? Um, yeah, and so now I'm kind of like starting from scratch. And um, everyone go follow that, especially and help rebuild. It's sad. Ten years. (laughs) I used to emo tweet in college about how lonely I was. (laughs) But the positive thing is like. Try to fucking cancel me. What evidence do you have? What evidence is gone? (laughs) It's gone. Perfect. (laughs) <laughs> so now, now you can write for SNL no problems yeah uncancelable <laughs> put that at the top of your packet a thousand percent <laughs> I love it and don't worry I've only been tweeting during the wokest years of my life now so <laughs> hell don't yeah worry about it. Oh, Kima thank you so much this has been so much fun and definitely I hope we can take out uh, IRL what? in 2022 yes, and it's thank so you, nice to meet you guys thank you for having me I feel like uh, we're friends now so I'm gonna um, say that to myself and I'm also gonna say that to you yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Melody we said what we were doing for New Year's but we didn't get around to your New Year's Eve plans that's because I don't have any. Great. <laughs> Everything got canceled. I was supposed to go to a party, got canceled, and then a small gathering that I guess wasn't small enough got called as r- cases started to rise. Um, there is still an option of a party that got parsed down, but like I don't, I don't, I don't care. You know, like I, yeah, I you know. You know, yeah, I, I was bummed that the hot rabbit thing got canceled. I of course understand why. 
and then that made me just you know there are bars like hens and uh cubby and stonewall that are doing things gingers uh gingers is requiring a same day rapid test i'm like weren't people standing in line for hours to get the test or was that just like last week and before the holidays maybe people were doing that it seems like that's calmed down a in little long, bit crowded lines that are not socially distanced uh, and outside like in just, the cold if you're not yeah. feeling well uh, but Hens is actually like setting up like a COVID testing site at Hens. Oh my God. So you can get free testing uh, before you go. But even with that, I don't know. I'm like, I, I hope everybody just has a safe and fun New Year's or everyone had one past tense. This is coming out in a whole new year. Let's get to our first listener question of the year. Let's go. We're going to summarize this one. It was a bit lengthy. Okay. The gist of it is um, this is a mask presenting lesbian who often gets harassed when using public restrooms and wants advice on how to better navigate those situations. So specifically, what do you say? Yes, specifically, they are going in uh, like the women's restroom to a point where when they're at the gym, they just end their workout early as soon as they need to use the bathroom so that they don't have to use the bathroom at the gym. And that sucks. That sucks. And there's an episode of work in progress. Not that it has a solution because I think Abby just goes off on somebody. Yeah. (laughs) In the bathroom. That's my solution. That was season one. Yeah. Just go off. Um, Pop off. I think it's so, I still cannot imagine why I would never in a million years tell somebody that they're in the wrong bathroom, even if they were clearly in the wrong bathroom. Who looks at anyone as else in long- the bathroom to even notice anything about them? Yeah. And like, even as long as like they're minding their own business, like I'm not concerned as long like if you're not bothering me, then I'm not going to ask you what you're doing there. You know, it's it's just such a fucking nosy horrible, over yourself. thing. Yeah. Um, to navigate that, you know, Melody, we, we have the privilege of not having to encounter that. So we're probably not the best people to give advice. Yeah. So if let's people, recognize we're not, yeah. we know we're not, we're cis, we're cis presenting. Yeah. Uh, so if people do have helpful tips or things that have worked for them uh maybe like share them on our instagram post or something so that we can share that out or maybe we'll do an instagram question or something like that but you know we're gonna try to answer this what can we come up with i like putting like flipping the script so someone's like are you in the right bathroom be like i'm in the right bathroom are you in the right bathroom and just make them mind fuck right what's it i think it's (laughs) to Tignataro that somebody called her sir and then she called the ma'am back and then that really <laughs> confused them like you know uh also if you really want to make them feel uncomfortable you could say you're confronting strangers in the bathroom and you think I'm the one who shouldn't be here like let them know that they're the one who's like being rude who's like ruining the vibe of that public restroom <laughs> Yeah. It's supposed to be a space of release, okay? And speaking of that, let them know that they're upset about the wrong thing. Maybe try like, uh, trust me, the deuce I'm about to drop will be the most offensive thing in here you need to worry about. Now please step aside and let me get to that. 
Yeah. Uh, That's going to be the most upsetting thing. Right. <laughs> Are you poop shaming? Yeah. I am. You're, you're going to hear from the listeners. Oh, I'm, I'm so harmful for that. <laughs> Are you, so toxic ways. and harmful to the community. Please do not. <laughs> we can't help it if we have a, a bad Everybody poop. poops. I know. Is it just a joke? Um, uh, you could really, you can make a, make a scene uh, and say, are you asking me to pull down my pants outside the stall, you pervert? <laughs> That's one. <laughs> Just, why are or you asking it. me about my genitals? <laughs> Even though genitals oh. doesn't mean gender, but you know what I'm saying? Just make them feel ridiculous. It's such like a rude okay. thing. And these people are completely uh, ignorant to how ignorant they are or to how rude they're they're being so i think just pointing it out and maybe if everybody points it then these people like one by one might shut their mouth who knows just say i want to pee in peace yeah like you know or or carry a card with you and just write bathroom pass on it and be like oh it's cool i have a pass i have a lavatory pass yeah just hold up your lap the hall monitor have it be a big piece of wood chisel and it with a tiny key on it that everybody has to touch and bring it to the bathroom with them. Yeah. Isn't that the grossest thing? And then use it as a weapon if things escalate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm condoning Sage violence. advice from your favorite co-hosts. <laughs> well, if you have a question that you need unqualified advice for. Yeah, we to... are unqualified. I can't stress that enough. We know this. Don't make Melody this. feel pressure to give a good answer because she feels it all right all the time i try i try but don't come uh, for me in the emails this week give me the week off it was her birthday okay give melody a week <laughs> off and let her enjoy this first week if you do come for me this week keep that same energy for the actual oppressors that's all that's all i'm saying that's all i'm saying you should follow us at Diking Out on social media everywhere uh, at Diking Out Pod on TikTok where we have given up, um, but you never know. At TGI Carolyn for me. Matt <laughs> Melody Kamali for me. And thank you so much for starting off this year with us. Or, you know, whatever. There's no time in podcast land. You could be listening to this and. 2027 yeah. if we're not underwater I don't know enjoy the moment thank you for listening we'll see you next Tuesday contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine erstwhile monk-turned-traveling-medical-investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.